0: Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt.
1: And welcome to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Cristiana Viegas, and event planner of Marcourt Law Firm that sponsors this show. Today we are joined with Miss Jenny Funk of the Alzheimer's Association. Thank you for joining us, Miss Funk. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Todd, it's great and a beautiful Saturday. We're live again today.
2: Yeah, I'm almost sorry that I'm not playing golf. (laughs) If I wasn't doing this, I might be doing that.
1: Or out there hunting, right? The season's (laughs) almost over. It is hunting
2: season. Uh, I wish I could be out there, too, with my son hunting everything from wild hogs to white-tailed deer. Wow. I
3: think our hunting season, I'm originally from Wyoming, and my dad, I think their hunting season has finished due to the incredible temperatures and snow in Wyoming.
2: It's probably different. Yeah.
1: Well, if you're not out there hunting for your food, at least we had Brenda's Mexican Cafe available for breakfast. today. That was a
2: really great place. And anybody who wants to have breakfast on a budget should go there because it was cheap.
1: It definitely was. I actually had just the potato and bacon tacos, three, and I... They were so huge. It was more than I expected. Um, What were the places that we visited so far now, Todd? It's been The Snooze, First Watch, The Hut Diner, Order Up, Magnolia Pancake House, Teca Molino was really good tacos as well, The Supper, Earl Abel's, Sabor Cocina and Mary Lou's. Where are we going to go next?
2: Well, I'd, I'll leave that up to you, but um, <laughs> we haven't found that Golden Crispy Waffle yet, but Not I quite every yet. place is good in its own way.
1: You know, if you have a place that you'd like to recommend us, please, we are live today. Call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. So aside from talking about our breakfast adventures... What else are we here for today, Todd?
2: Well, the mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you identify your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, and the state bar wants us to give information to the public. But because legal advice must be tailored to specific facts and circumstances of each case, Mm -hmm. and the laws are ever changing, nothing provided herein should be used as a substitute for the advice of competent legal counsel. So contact an attorney at Marquardt Law Firm. But before we get started, uh, let's begin with a prayer.
1: Of course.
2: Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes, doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Be with all Christian families, Lord, granting the strength, mutual affection, and the grace to care for older family members suffering from disease like Alzheimer's. Please help Uh, Jenny Funk, Christiana, and me give good information to the listeners about San Antonio, South Texas chapter of the Alzheimer's Association today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen.
1: So then what laws are we talking about with Alzheimer's today, Todd?
2: Well, we'll talk about various laws like uh, capacity to sign or execute a will or a power of attorney, uh, what your primary objectives would be if you needed long-term care because of of a memory problem like Alzheimer's. But we'll also just focus on the Alzheimer's Association and how they help people here.
1: Well, then how about we get started by introducing Ms. Funk. Thank you, Ms. should I keep going on with Ms. <laughs> no, or should we just go gosh. with Ginny? Please call me Jenny. <laughs> okay, then, Jenny. So thank you for taking time on your Saturday to come and share it with us. How about you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
3: Okay. So I am the director of programs for the Alzheimer's Association. I have worked for the San Antonio and South Texas chapter now for 18 years. Wow. It's been a long journey. I originally started because I worked in long-term care. I worked in nursing homes, and I worked at an assisted living that provided care for everyone who lived there had some form of of dementia, whether it was Alzheimer's or Lewy body, or um, there were a wide variety. So that's how I kind of got started. I became a volunteer for about three years mm-hmm. at the association. And then the executive director that all those years ago called and said, you know, we actually have a paid staff position are you interested and I said I'll I'll be right there you and must I, have
2: been a really good volunteer
3: I well <laughs> I mean I I just I was very dedicated I was I was very passionate about it because of the people that I worked with and I just found a long time ago when I was in graduate school I had work at a nursing home and then I had a practicum at an elementary school. And I that was my dreaded day of the week. I love children, however, I was in um, I was getting a degree in counseling psychology and I would go to that elementary school and those kids I'm sure smelt fear on me. I <laughs> just was I was nervous. I didn't feel like I had any idea what I was doing. I that was my dreaded day of the week. But then to go to work every day and work with seniors and older adults i just felt like that was i figured it out that was where i wanted to be so so i did i was a volunteer and then i came on staff and have the years have absolutely flown by it's amazing how much the organization has grown it's amazing how much our chapter has grown only r- really based on the need that we are finally reaching more and more people who are touched by Dementia of all kinds, including Alzheimer's, and so it's um, it's been an incredible journey. And I never in a million years expected to be on this personally. But then, um, you know, I do a lot of presentations and I talk about warning signs, and I finally had to start paying attention to something that was happening right under my nose, and that was my mom. So um, have been on this journey now with my own mother, and um, have just learned, gosh. So much more than I ever. Um, it's much different to work in this, and then to try to apply things personally. I certainly learned all of that, and um, I just lost her. Our family just lost her in April, and so now. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks. I I I just um, I just am now more passionate than ever. So as long as they will keep me around, I I just feel like there's still a lot more to. To do. We have so much more to do. So I feel like I'm just as, as passionate as I was when I first started. It's
1: amazing that you didn't lose that passion even after something as devastating as Alzheimer's took it from you. Well,
3: I'll be honest. There are some days where I, I wish that I could just go run, a, you know, um, I meet people all the time, at, let's say in, in personal life. And it always comes up, generally, you know, what do you do? Where do you work? And and it feels like sometimes it's by day, it's by night. There are so many people touched by this that I do have my moments of of wishing that, and I'm sure other people, everyone feels this if you've been on this journey, let's just run away to an island where dementia and Alzheimer's don't exist. But that's a, just not possible. I
2: had a friend in New Mexico who was an attorney, and he said, Todd, I'm ready to give up my shingle and go sell ice cream. Wow. He was just so stressed out because of all the legal problems people were coming with. Oh, absolutely. So can we go back to your education? I was interested about that.
3: Sure. So um, I, I moved to San Antonio specifically because of my mother. Grew up in Wyoming and um, went to undergraduate here and then went into graduate school. Um, got a dual degree in counseling psychology and, and marriage and family therapy. And was sitting in class, spoke up about how I was needing a job at the time. And a, a colleague sitting next to me in class, she said, "Well, I'm a, I work for a nursing home, and we have a position open in activities. You should come check it out." I said, "Well, I don't have any experience in that. I don't." And I just went. I got the job. I started working there. My friends thought I was odd because <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it's not. It is not an easy place. I know people who refuse to even walk in the door of. Of you know, long-term care facilities because of the,
2: the you know, fear, the
3: fear and what it right. represents and everything. But without a doubt, sorry, but we are all, if we are blessed and we are living and we continue living, we're all going to get old and right. we're all going to need, um, some form of
1: care in some way and well we're going to need to cover more of this when we come back from this commercial so don't change that channel when we come back on talk law radio with todd Marcourt. stay tuned
4: You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place. Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquart Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Back to Talk Law Radio with
1: your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm Christiana Villegas, and we are here with Ginny Funk from the Alzheimer's Association. Ginny was just sharing with us information about what she's taken to come here.
2: Well, I wanted to mention since you said that we're all going to get old, I've had, I usually have one client a year that says something about how hard it is to be older. And I remember the guy that said, By the way, Todd, don't get old. <laughs> and i said well what's the alternative die young
3: <laughs> exactly exactly i think it's so hard people just don't don't necessarily want to think about it and there is a way to the again so much about planning and and the work that you do mm-hmm. um it it's going to it's going to happen so it's it's just so much better if we face it up front than the easy route of just um putting it off and not wanting to discuss things and but it's important.
2: Will you talk about the difference between the Alzheimer's Association as a national organization and what you do as a local organization?
3: Sure. So the the good the great thing is is that the Alzheimer's Association is a nationwide nonprofit. So if you have family who lives in Seattle or um anywhere in the united states there is a chapter that provides services to your area we have chapter offices all across the united states and we have a home office and the wonderful news is is that they're able to help us with some of the administrative things so that chapters with staff local are able to really focus on providing programs and services to families and professionals And also fundraise, because ultimately we have a a long mission, but ultimately it's to find a cure for Alzheimer's. And the only way that's going to happen is through research. So...
1: Where can they find that information if they want to learn about the different research or d- donate and volunteer for that?
3: Absolutely. So two the two best ways to get in touch with us are call our, our helpline, which is 1-800-272-3900, okay. or just go to our website. It's very easy. It's alz.org. And there's a thing across the top where you can find your chapter. And you just put your zip code in, and then it'll take you to – so, for example, if you put in a, a, a zip code in our area, it'll take you to our chapter Website and be able to show you all the different things that we're doing the fundraising activities, the programs, the support groups, referrals. It's really important that, as an organization nationwide, we help link families with okay, what if we do have um, legal issues, whether they're, um, you know, small issues or really big issues? There are people who provide services that we need to be able to link families with. So we you can get all of that through our helpline or through our website.
1: And do you have translators available if it's only in English?
3: We do. We do. We have the helpline is available in over 200 languages. Oh. So Here's just a quick example. I had a family say that their loved one started, as the disease progressed, she started to, to talk more in her native language of Chinese, mm-hmm. and um, she, the family had not, you know, they really started di- having difficulty communicating. So we linked them with helpline where they could at least have a translator be able to describe what, gra- you know, what Grandma was saying when she was talking wow. in a different language. So. It's it's a it's just incredible. So we have this great relationship where um, we also, when we fundraise, part of our money goes to fund research, so that every chapter nationwide and everyone who donates, we're contributing towards our mission of funding research studies. And we fund not just in the United States, but in other parts of the world as well. Um, in the millions of dollars that are raised, to be able to fund. Um, researchers doing studies. And in, in the state of Texas and even in San Antonio, there are um, doctors and, and groups that are doing research studies. And they always need, they need the money to fund it and they need the people to participate. So we are also an organization that can help link people to those types of...
2: And what did you call that? A, a match? A
3: trial match. Okay. It's kind of like a matching, you know, we're familiar with some other matching services. Well, trial match is the matching service between All the research studies that are being done, they're all in this, they get logged into like a database, and then you can register um, and have a confidential, like a profile of yourself in trial match, and then you might potentially be a match for something. It's it's amazing.
2: Christiana. can people call in and ask questions today?
1: Of course. So if you have any questions right now that you want to ask Jenny about the chapter here in San Antonio, just dial 210 308 8867. We are taking questions before we end today's show, but a little bit more about what trial match, what kind of things do they have to enter in? In order to figure out who's what location is best suited for them. Well, so for example,
3: um, when I created my profile, you know, you're going to put your age and your ethnicity and where you live, and and so there are so many studies being done, not just on medications, but there's also quality of life studies, and there's certainly now environmental type studies on foods, and and really being able to track, you know, how we take care of ourselves with how we you know, exercise and taking care of our heart and the foods we eat and, and all of those things. So there's a lot of different studies. And, again, if you are, um, whether you don't have Alzheimer's or you do have Alzheimer's or you have it in your family or you don't have it in your family, all these different studies need people of different um, age ranges and ethnicities and, and backgrounds. And, and
2: so really every, everyone is needed. But you mentioned that one study that you did, you just answered questions. You didn't have to do any scientific testing.
3: I did. It, and, and I think there's such a, not only is there still stigma related to Alzheimer's disease, but there's certainly some some fear of the unknown related to what is research, you know, what kind of, what research might they be doing on my brain? Well, there's, there's so many studies, particularly incredible studies for people living with dementia where you are going to go in to a clinic or to a doctor's office and and oftentimes get the benefit of having so much more medical oversight but for myself it was i was a match for a study where i didn't even have to leave my desk it was a long questionnaire from another state it was a group doing a study and they i just had to answer a bunch of questions online so That's research easy. comes in it is <laughs> and i can now you know I love our tagline, don't just hope for a cure, help us find one.
2: And that could just be spending some time. Absolutely. Volunteering.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted
2: to ask more about programs. Okay. What does that mean? Okay.
3: So as a family member, either we get calls, we get helpline calls, families who have either just recently come from being handed a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or any other kind of dementia yeah or or they don't know they have concerns and so we're as an organization we can help and have helped some families over long years of time where we're involved in helping them find resources as far as how do you you know what kind of doctor do you go to to try to get a diagnosis et cetera, but then we also we help families with classes so um probably our most requested one is you know know the 10 warning signs knowing the difference between what our brain goes through with normal aging and then what are true warning signs that something's wrong and you need to have it checked? Then we have classes on legal and financial mm-hmm. where we really, we know how important it is to have these discussions with all of the legal, your expertise, the legal things that happen related to this disease, as well as financially. Alzheimer's is one of the most expensive diseases in the United mm-hmm. States. So it's important to have those conversations. So we have classes, we have support groups for family members to be able to, wow. I mean, they just, they say, wow, okay, I'm not, I'm not alone not in this. Alone. I'm not the only one right. going through this. And I I sometimes think I'm the one who's, you know, has Alzheimer's because I'm so stressed out and, and I, I don't know what to do sometimes. And we also have support groups and um, support services for people living with dementia, which is mm-hmm. incredible because we're, we are thankfully, reaching people earlier in the process of the disease and they will say okay you you've got support for my love for my family caregiver but what about me i'm living the disease i'm still living i'm still you know doing everything i i need to know what to prepare for and i want to be able to talk about this so we have support groups for people living with the disease as well
2: it can be a slow process
3: absolutely and and it's so a lot of times families find out that this this started much sooner they just didn't know that it was what it was mm-hmm. they they just it's easy to kind of it's very understandable and easy to be in denial but it doesn't help anything and I, I just i hear it all the time families will say i wish we would have known about this i wish we would have known about support groups or classes or the helpline. I can talk to someone at 2.30 in the morning. Wish we would have known this years ago. And so then you just go, okay, we just have to reach, we have to get to more people. Well, it's
1: great that we can be able to have these resources available. And now that we are on the air, we are live today. If you have questions about how to participate in this program, whether you want to volunteer or if you have concerns you need to check on, dial in today at 210 308 8867 here on talk law radio with Todd Marcourt or even visit a L Z dot org. So that way you can find your chapter in your city boundaries Mm
2: -hmm. for somebody that has been affected. They did have a family member who suffered from Alzheimer's and, and passed away and they feel a passion for helping to end Alzheimer's or they have a passion for, Helping people to cope and and live with uh, caregiving for somebody with Alzheimer's. What are some of the ways that they could volunteer?
3: Oh my gosh, we're, as an organization, we as a nonprofit, we heavily, heavily rely on volunteers. All of our support groups are facilitated by volunteers. We put them through great training um, and make sure that they're that they're ready to go. Um, all of our our classes, when we do presentations, we need volunteers to be able to. Um, we have all the the materials and the script and and all the information that's needed. We just need volunteers to help us do that. We have volunteers that help us with our advocacy efforts. We we are very involved as a, as a, again, nationwide organization in affecting laws related to the care of individuals with Alzheimer's disease, and so we have volunteers who, if they're, if advocacy, if taking action and getting involved is their thing, we have volunteers that help with that. Um,
2: so, if there's a celebrity out there that hasn't <laughs> yet gotten involved with uh, advocating for Alzheimer's or even the San Antonio, South Texas chapter, give us a call right now.
1: The number is (laughs) 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867 here today live on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt.
2: So they can volunteer. What types of fundraising activities do you do?
3: So, uh, again, very volunteer-led committees. Um, we also, by the way, have our annual educational symposium on Alzheimer's coming up in March. And Ooh. that planning committee is all volunteers from all walks of, of life. Some of them are current caregivers. Some of them are former caregivers. Some of them represent really the the... The companies and businesses that um, they understand their employees are, are very affected by this disease and having to take time off and having to go to part-time, etc. So volunteers from all walks of life help us with programs, but then also our fundraising. So Walk to End Alzheimer's is our, our big signature event. Our chapter just completed eight walks this fall. They are in the fall, in usually September, October, November. Uh, But we also have a gala. We have a lot of groups that do third-party fundraising events. Um, Gosh, a group just came into our office yesterday. They did a fundraising event where they had a cake auction. They often uh, auctioned Mm -hmm. off these beautiful cakes, and they raised $800. It was just, it was incredible. They were were so excited. They raised much more than they thought they would, and we were so excited because it was, they just had a, a great, fun time doing it. So... All of these things are, are really done by volunteers. We're, we're there to provide the support, but we're a small office with a small number of staff. So in order to reach people with support, we definitely need volunteers.
1: Well, then reach back out after this commercial on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt.
3: Talk
0: Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group.
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Viegas, your co-host, and we are here with Jenny Funk from the Alzheimer's Association.
2: I have a story.
1: Oh, really? Uh,
2: imagine an older gentleman going to his 60th high school reunion, hmm. and he had lost his wife a few years before, and so he's going alone, um. and he sees some of his buddies, people that he knew, sitting at one of the tables okay. and sits down with them. And they're having a good old time, telling jokes, reminiscing about the past. And he sees his old high school flame. Hmm. And he looks at her, and she looks at him. And after a night of conversation, he finally gets up the nerve and says, Will you marry me?
1: Oh, that was short.
2: (laughs) And she thinks about it for a few seconds, but to him it seems like, hours and finally she says yes yes i'll marry you well they finish off the evening of their stories and they say goodnight to each other and she goes to her house and he goes to his house he wakes up the next morning with a sick feeling in his stomach he's thinking oh no i forgot What did she say? Did she say, yes, she would marry me, or no, she would not? And so he's agonizing over how to find this information out. Well, he gets up the nerve again to call her, and he calls her, and she answers, and he says, hello, darling, and she says, hello. And after some conversation, he says, can I ask you a question? And she says, sure, go ahead. He says, last night when I asked you to, if you would marry me, uh, what did you say? She said, yes. I said, yes. And I'm so glad that you called because I forgot who asked.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 60 uh, years. Yeah.
2: All kidding aside, Jenny. Um What have you seen about how these programs and classes, how do they help people in real-world situations?
3: Absolutely. So I think about our support group. We have particularly an early-stage support group. So we have a couple who um, the gentleman has Alzheimer's disease. wife they've been married for over 30 years he attends our uh our group that's in in basically one room in our office and then family members of those uh individuals meet in another room and they they literally come out each time and say gosh thank you you know we're just so grateful for the opportunity to again know that we're not completely alone in this process and and each group is confidential, so when I have been able to attend with them, and I, I assure them and remind them that they're they're welcome to say anything that they need to, so they're able to talk about how difficult it is when their family members visit, and and they'll talk about the they'll talk about him right in front of him, and he'll say, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm, you know, they're they're tippytoeing around me, or I'm i 'm not talking as well as I used to, so they 're not really they 're talking over me whereas in the family caregiver support group um, you know she 's able to really describe how difficult it is to watch this her this person your loved one over all these years change and not be able to do all of the things that they used to be able to do so she's taking over more and more in the tasks and and then talking about it with other family members and finding out oh okay well we did this and here's a resource that we used or um here's you know here's what we did in that situation or i feel like they also share it's it's almost like being given permission to it's okay to be angry over this it's okay to be upset it's okay to be mad that you know how how is this fair how is this even happening in life being able to talk about those things and and talk about guilt and how other people feel that but then be able to kind of just I I don't want to say it just not get on with it but just being able to share that that they just every time come out both of them and say I just feel better and I can't we just the week can't go by fast enough for us to get back into this group it's Mm -hmm. the highlight of our week it feels um, kind of like what some people say about you know going to to church that that is your grounding time it sets you for the week that's how they describe the one of our support groups so so
1: then you should Pretty visit alz dot org if you need to find a support group that's in your area but if you have questions now we are taking them and Ginny can answer at two one zero three zero eight 8867, whether you know someone who's going through Alzheimer's or if you have concerns, you really should look into this information and share it with as many people as you can because that's the biggest problem is not everybody is able to get information because they don't know where to look. We also are really, we,
3: we we just generally have a hard time asking for help. You know, mm-hmm. we just kind of want to do it all ourselves. But with Alzheimer's and other dementias, that that changes everything it ends up to where you need you need resources you need information you need education you need you know how do you how do you get through the day when you have someone who keeps repeating the same question over and over and it's so frustrating
2: it's not any one thing that you can do and so it's helpful to talk to other people about how they do it
3: absolutely and learning about communication techniques. That's one of our also most popular classes that we offer.
1: One of the things that I liked when I actually went and visited the website, I typed in our chapter here in San Antonio to try and find what information would be available. And one of the things that caught my eye was your 10 early signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's and the kinds of steps that you can take to try and find out whether that person might be having Alzheimer's or what's a typical age-related change, but more importantly, they need to consult a doctor about this, right? Absolutely,
3: because there are so many things out there that cause dementia symptoms. Alzheimer's disease is just one cause of dementia symptoms. So if you're concerned about some behaviors maybe that your loved one is doing, maybe their memory is changing, maybe their communication is changing, or how they walk, or all those different things, it could be dementia caused by something that is treatable and reversible, and so it's so important to to pay attention, to really write things down, um, call us, or also find out. You know, do, is there? We need to get you linked into a a doctor, a neurologist, or a geriatrician, or a specialist, someone who can really do an assessment to determine. Okay, no, that's, you know, that's a normal thing that you're doing or no, that's a that's a that's not a normal part of aging. Alzheimer's is not a normal part of aging. Thank heavens we don't all grow old and develop this brain disease. So with so many other things that can cause dementia symptoms, it's really important to get it checked out and early, just like with planning. Right. You can do so much more earlier in the process these are if it's alzheimers or another dementia like alzheimers it's going to progress it continues to progress no matter what we don't have anything yet that there's we don't have a cure we don't have a treatment to to stop this disease so the earlier you can find out the more you can start planning and having discussions about, you know, what are we going to do and what are my wishes? What do I, what do I want to have happen and who is going to take care of me or who in the family do I not want to take care of me? Yeah, that's
2: the legal planning that we do at Marquardt Law Firm. In fact, uh, I feel like a, a pioneer in the practice because while most attorneys Uh, Do permission forms like power of attorney. Do you give somebody permission to make decisions for you if you develop Alzheimer's or dementia? I like to put something in writing that says this is how I want to be taken care of, Mm -hmm. not just uh, if I'm in a coma or a vegetative state, but if I lose my memory, I I either want to stay home no matter what, even if that's not the best standard of care. Or maybe I want to live in the nicest retirement place in town. Or maybe I want you to do everything you can to save money because my whole goal in life was to leave an inheritance and a legacy that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I call those the, the prime directives. Somebody has one that they like, better than the other two Mm -hmm. and we put that into their take care of clause Mm -hmm. that's what i call it because i'll have lots of prospective clients coming into the office saying here's my power of attorney now what what do i do with it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: well Mm -hmm. the take care of clause says spend my money to take care of me in this way Mm
3: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, it's hard. I understand. It's hard to have, it's so hard to have conversations about money and again, planning for the future and planning to get old and planning for death. It's we don't, it's hard to do that. But I
2: had one client so I was necessary. asking her, um, what's your plan for long-term care? She said, No, thank you. (laughs) I don't want long term care. And I said, Well, in Texas, uh, we don't have the Dr. Kevorkian uh, method. So you have to have a plan for how you want to be taken care of. Mm
1: -hmm. So then one of the things I think we need to answer when we come back is when should you get your estate plan ready? How old should you be when you get this done? But we'll answer that question when we come back from this commercial. So don't change that channel as we return with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing information with us about the Alzheimer's Association. We still need to cover a little bit more about that. But stay tuned here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt.
4: You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Our Court Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place. And Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com.
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm Cristiana Viegas, and we're here with Ginny Funk of the Alzheimer's Association. Now, the question, when should you get your estate plan done?
2: Everybody should get their affairs in order while they're young and healthy. Because if you wait too long, then you might develop Alzheimer's or dementia or have a heart attack or a stroke, and then you just don't have the capacity, the understanding to be able to give permission to your loved ones to take care of you. And, you know, a lawyer might know some things about what capacity is. It's uh, incapacity, the opposite of having the understanding, is substantially unable to make decisions regarding health care and finances. And you lose your capacity Because of a medical condition like Alzheimer's or dementia, Mm -hmm. just because you forgot where you put your car keys doesn't mean that you have Alzheimer's, though. Exactly.
3: Exactly. It's so much more serious. And and people do, you know, they, they do still kind of joke about, well, you know, I can't remember well we all can't remember certain things but this is dementia and the symptoms of dementia and alzheimers are so much more serious and i really do encourage people to to go to either go online call or attend one of our classes know the 10 warning signs so that we can really go through specific examples of warning signs or no that that's you don't need to worry about that but all of us do need to be able to while we have capacity and we again we think we always will forever but this particularly alzheimer's disease is so prevalent especially when you hit the age of 65 the the prevalence numbers skyrocket there are also plenty of people unfortunately who are younger than 65 who have alzheimer's disease so the sooner you can have these conversations and determine Exactly. How how do I want this to go? At, at least having my opinion. I think about, I try to tell families when we're doing classes, we don't want to think about these things, but if something happened to you,
1: someone else will make a decision for you if you don't let them know what you want. So then here comes the chicken and the egg question. Normally it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. You got the procrastinators who think, oh, I don't have the finances. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm not ready for this. I don't have to worry about that. I got plenty of years because I eat all the right things. And now they're at that point. What should they do, Todd? See an attorney first or visit their doctor first before signing legal documents?
2: Well, anytime you have a question about your health, you should definitely see a doctor. But if if you're healthy and you have no memory problems at all... That's when you should do your planning. So see the attorney first in that circumstance.
1: Just like mm-hmm. at com. that's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R, D like David, T like Tango, com, where we do offer free consultations.
2: But there are some people well, where I will tell them you need to go see a, a doctor to make sure that there's not something else that's wrong. Because like you said earlier, Jenny... It may not be Alzheimer's. It mm-hmm. could be some other medical condition that they just need to take some medicine mm-hmm. or they need to take some vitamins and then their memory is back to normal.
3: Exactly. It could be something that's It medication interactions could be the cause of, of dementia symptoms. So doctors are the ones who can, they're the only ones really again, medically who can make the determination of what's going on. So
2: there's lots of ways we can help. And, I I I know that there's a way that people can give part of their IRA to charity. In January 2018, the president and the Congress established some new tax laws, and one of those tax laws raised the standard deduction mm. so that most of us don't need itemized deductions anymore, and people are giving less to charity. But... If you're over age 70 and a half and you have an IRA, but you don't need the money, you know that you need to take minimum required distributions, but you don't need the money, what do you do? Well, you can possibly save on income taxes by asking your custodian or trustee to, to make a contribution directly from the IRA to the charity and you don't have to realize that RMD required minimum distribution as income for the year. So knowing that, there are some other giving opportunities that you wanted to mention.
3: Oh, I just, when you asked about fundraising, we also have um, right in the middle of the year, although it's kind of year-round fundraising, we have a, a thing called the longest day. And it is, it, it's, it activities that you can do that you love that you're passionate about whether it's running or or um gosh there were there were bake sales there were bowling tournaments there were poker tournaments people do all kinds of things on the longest day of the year which is the summer solstice and the whole this whole nationwide event that we have as our our fundraiser is to really acknowledge for families what feels like every day is feels like the longest day. So it's, it's another way where we're not saying come out and walk at our walk, but it's more do what you love on that day and then ask people to support you while you do it. So we did have a a young gentleman who played golf all day long and he asked his friends to support him and he raised money. So, um, so fundraising is so important but at the same time you're you're you want to do an event like something on the longest day to raise awareness and let people know that you're not alone there are so many resources in our city um certainly the Alzheimer's Association but we partner with so many other organizations and entities and just again try to link link families with resources that they otherwise don't know about
1: so if you need to sync up your calendar with the alzheimer's association visit alz.org and type in your zip code to find what chapter is closest to you what resources are available and how you can participate with this program
2: great jenny you know at marquardt law firm we do wills and trusts and estate planning And I like to talk to our guests here on the radio show about legacy. For me, my legacy to my middle son is my baseball card collection. For my daughter, it's my books. We both love to read and go to bookstores and look at all different kinds of books. But I I also learned from my granddad that... The most important things in life were his faith in God and his family. Mm -hmm. And every decision that he made was filtered through those questions. Is this good for my faith? Is this good for my family? What kind of legacy do you think that you've learned, or what kind of legacy do you think that you'll leave?
3: Oh, goodness. So I don't have children myself. My kiddos are dogs, of course, Um, so absolutely an animal lover. But I think when when I think about, I have a younger brother and a niece who live here locally, and... I just try to hammer into both of them the importance of caring about and respecting older adults and certainly um if they have alzheimer 's disease just just not being afraid, learning about it, and so that that 's ultimately that and then um love of dogs and constantly no littering i don 't know why that is, but i just <laughs> but the whole thing with seniors I just feel like um i'm just trying to hammer that into my younger uh, family members that again if we're here and we're blessed and we keep living we are all going to grow old that is going to be us with the the wrinkles and the and the change in you know how we look and how we function and all those things and it's just so important to um to have respect so i i think more than any no no material things necessarily for me but more just those those
2: I hope of- your niece is there for you. I hope she visits you.
3: I do, too. It is important. I think about, well, who's going to take care of me when I get old? And I certainly do hope that it's my little little niece because um, m- my mom, when she was in long-term care um, the last few years of her life, and I would certainly as much as often try to get my, my um, niece there to... Um, just to be comfortable in that situation of again, this is a community where older, old people live, and not to be afraid of it, not to be scared, and of course, they just they eat it up when little ones come in. So um, it's really, it's important. I'll tell
2: you a story that uh, I learned when I was playing golf with my dad and my brother. Um, my my dad had had to take care of his dad and mom, my my grandparents. Um, not as a caregiver necessarily, but uh, it it was weighing on him, I think. And mm-hmm. he said, someday I'm going to be different. Mm-hmm. And if I'm difficult, if if you're frustrated about the way I'm behaving, I'm sorry. Please be there for me anyway. And my brother and I are our eyes are this big and we're trying to yeah, digest all of this information about what our dad is telling us. And uh, we were just shocked, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he brought it up. Actually, we mm-hmm. didn't have to take his card keys away. <laughs> he said, someday I'm going to be different. And if I'm frustrating you, I'm sorry, but Please be there for me anyway.
3: Oh, that's, that's incredible. I I think of, there's a quote in one of the training sessions that we do, and it says, um, your family member is not trying to give you a hard time. They are having a hard time.
2: Mm -hmm. So, you know, I tell my clients that in a different way, I say they're suffering from a brain disease. They're not the same, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, same point though
1: mhm,
2: absolutely, and so we just the the more you learn about
3: not reasoning, not arguing, um certainly joining their journey unless it's a safety issue where you have to put your foot down like driving um, right. you know, certainly wandering, we have a lot of oh boy, just very um very dangerous things that happen related to the the part of the brain with alzheimer's disease that allows people to not recognize where they are even in a familiar setting so mm-hmm. we do we have a lot of support research um, support services for the driving issue and the wandering issue and don't
1: you have that website the www.medicalert.com slash safe return doesn't it track where the alzheimer's wanderers might be yes
3: yeah, so medical alert most people are familiar they've heard of medical alert as a as a Resource, but Medical Alert also has a specific program for individuals with Alzheimer's and dementia.
1: All right. So then, thank you for joining us today, Jenny. If you didn't have time to call in today, then visit alz.org to find the resources if you have concerns about Alzheimer's. But how to prevent it? Any of those consequences? Visit Talk Law Radio. Com and look up Estate Planning 101 where you can find our episode where we help walk you through preparing your estate. So tune in as we return next Saturday with Miss Haley Palmer and Pastor Erickson on Advanced Directives. So stay tuned every Saturday at 11 here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. See you next time.